You are now tuned in to the Profit Link Up. Welcome to the Profit Lake, your community connection to small businesses in the Memphis area. I'm John, and I'm your host today, along with Corey. And our guest today is Tarikia Dentley from Don't Make Me Vegan. Welcome, Tarikia. Thank you. Glad to be here. So glad to have you. You seem to be on the cusp of something that's uh, that's that's taking over uh, taking over a nation, making us reevaluate uh, our food choices. Perhaps particularly as we see cost of groceries rising and this sort of thing. Of course, they do across all sectors. But I think more than ever, perhaps people might be willing to take a look at a uh, at a vegetarian or a vegan menu than they have in the past. Is that have you found that to be true? Yes, I am. And it's funny that you say that because earlier today I was searching social media and I had a conversation with a friend of mine who was mentioning the increase in food costs. And he he mentioned that he may consider a plant based diet because he's noticing that vegetables, fruit, whole food, plant-based foods, they aren't increasing as much as animal-based products. Well, that's fascinating. Well, well, tell me a little bit about your past and what got you what got you into uh, to a, a vegan diet and a plant-based diet and, uh, and what got you to start the business? <laughs> Quite a funny story. So like most people that I talk to, I wanted to be vegetarian because I wanted to lose weight. I felt like, sure thing, if I cut out meat, I'll lose weight because it makes sense. You cut out one thing and then the pounds drop. But I was wrong because it did not quite work (laughs) the way that I thought it would. (laughs) I think the first couple of weeks I may have dropped weight and then I started gaining weight. And I was like, hmm, something's not right about that. (laughs) Only to find out that the majority of my diet at that point was like, overloaded with carbs I didn't balance it out with green leafy vegetables or vegetables at all it was mostly all potatoes because I like potatoes I like all carbs so I just went for it the more weight I gained I was like I can't keep this up so I started to do more research and more research and more research only to figure out how to balance out meals so that I could still have the carbs that I love so much but also either maintain or lose weight at that point. So I continued on that journey. The more I learned, the more I realized that I was so focused on losing weight that I didn't quite focus on another benefit that I was experiencing. What's that? So all of my life, I struggled with allergies and asthma. (laughs) So at one point, I was taking more meds than I could count. Um, I was getting three shots, three allergy shots, each arm three times a week. My arm was so used to allergy shots, it just started to like harden. And I didn't want to do that anymore. But I didn't realize because I was so focused on the weight loss aspect that I was able to go outside, enjoy nature without sneezing, without having medicine. And the plus side of that was I was saving money because I wasn't buying the medicines that I (laughs) was supposedly needing. Mm -hmm. So for me, I stopped focusing on the weight loss aspect and start focusing on the other health benefits that I was experiencing. That's fascinating. Well, did you find some of the same things, Corey, as, as, uh, as, as you changed your diet? Funny enough, I did. 
So I started back in 2019 becoming a vegetarian. We got cut meat completely out of my diet. I mean, I literally went to Thanksgiving, ate turkey, and then I went cold turkey. And I was, <laughs> and I was literally vegetarian slash vegan from that point on. I was completely plant-based. I mean, I just cut it. And I started out with potatoes and corn and broccoli, and that was all I ate. But then as I progressed, I noticed that I wasn't getting as sick as often. I wasn't sneezing as much. I wasn't coughing as much. I literally would get sick maybe a day. And the only time I really got sick within the last couple of years is when I had the COVID shot. Really? That's it. I wow. have not actually been sick, sick in years. That's fascinating. Yes. And it's really crazy. And I, and I literally, I was, it's like I had an epiphany. And I was like, is this possible? Can you really just not? Be sick. So my son, he has allergies. He's sneezing all the time. He literally wakes up, sneezes three times a day in the morning and at night. It happens all the time. And I'm like, you know what? I need to change his diet because he hasn't been living with me, you know, until recently. So his diet has been, you know, regular, you know, meat, vegetables, the whole nine yards. But I want to put him kind of in a, in a more vegetarian, vegetarian state. So that way his immune system will get stronger. I know that his immune system is a little weaker than mine. And I know that mine has only gotten strengthened because I changed my diet. Absolutely. I literally noticed the difference in it. That's fascinating because you talked about a change from vegetarianism to, to veganism. And it had to do with your son. Yes. So fast forward. I was a very happy vegetarian mm-hmm. with cheese and eggs and dairy. I was fine with it. I loved it. But um, my son... By the age of three, we had tubes placed in his ears. He had had his tonsils tonsils removed and his adenoids removed. And his nose was still running. He was still miserable. And he had eczema, like, all over his body. Mm. Um, I looked at a picture the other day, and he had black spots around his eyes because his eyes look really dark from just eczema being on his face. So when I removed dairy... He mostly eats because he's not vegan. So I'll throw that out there. He is not vegan. Okay. He just has a dairy allergy, so he can't eat dairy. So even something as simple as removing dairy, he's had a better lifestyle. He doesn't have to take medicine as much as he was before. His nose doesn't run as often as it did before. Because for a long time, I just had to keep tissues on me because I never knew when his nose would be running. We'd be out and... We just have a mess in his face. So that was the transition from vegan, well, from vegetarian to vegan. So we had to do it overnight when we found out he had a dairy allergy. Interesting. Well, what other sort of benefits did you did you notice? I mean, I don't, you know, if you'll pardon me saying so, you have you have very lovely skin, and and uh, did has that always been the case, or is that no? Did, uh, yeah. That has not always been the case. So definitely clear skin. I don't have dark spots on my face from acne anymore. I sleep better. I have more energy. And at one point I was living off coffee. That was the only way I could make it through the day. Now I drink coffee because I like the taste, not necessarily because I need it. Hmm. I have all the energy, though sometimes I wish I didn't have as much. (laughs) (laughs) But I do have all the energy and I can go, 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 go. So those are some of the benefits that I've personally experienced. 
That's fascinating. Did you did you find some of those same benefits? Yes, I did. Actually, I noticed once I stopped eating meat, I had an increased amount of energy. Really? I, mean, I literally would wake up. I wouldn't be sluggish. I wouldn't be tired. You know, I, I literally woke up at like seven o'clock in the morning and I'd be up and I was like, ah, oh, crap, I'm up now. And I actually <laughs> had to get out of bed. Dang it. Yes. But yes, you, you definitely have a lot more energy. I don't feel blocked. I don't feel I didn't I didn't feel as blocked anymore. I was like, man, I feel stronger and faster and I can like I can breathe easier. You know, my I don't have indigestion. I don't have heartburn. I don't have all these issues that are like so frustrating that I that my parents, you know, still have my mom talking about she's having acid reflux. I'm like, I don't even remember what that's like. No. I don't remember what any of this stuff feels like. I don't remember what that pain feels like, you know, to eat so much that your stomach hurts. I literally eat and like I can fill myself up on a on a good vegan meal, be full, digest a couple hours, and be hungry again. You know, I'm like that's wild. We no longer get the itis. Yeah, so, you know, to talk about like you've eaten this full meal and you have a, you're ready to go to sleep because you're so full. I can eat. I don't experience the mm-hmm. fullness. I do. I am satisfied. Mm-hmm. I just don't feel full. I don't feel like I need to go to sleep. So I can eat as much as I want. And be satisfied and, and just be like fine. Stomach's hurting neither. No, that no pains, no stomach. It's <laughs> so good. I'm like, why have I not been doing this my entire life? Oh my goodness, if we can get rid of the uh, the 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 need to take the uh, post lunch nap, maybe I need yes. to maybe I need to uh, uh, import uh, import some of the don't make me vegan food uh, into the office to make us more productive. Yes, <laughs> there is a benefit to being vegetarian or being vegan. There is a definite benefit to it. All right, so so you you adopted the diet. You see all these amazing health benefits. There's a big leap in between that and having your own business. So what uh, what was the instigator for that? So crazy thing, I, I would make foods and I would shock myself. So I would post them on social media, namely Instagram, and people would be like, Are, "Like that's vegan." I wouldn't mind tasting that. So I started cooking for my friends. And, you know, they come to the house and I'll be like, oh, let's make this. So I want you to try this or oh, let's make that. Like, I want you to try that. And it went from there. So in 2019, I was preparing for a mission trip to the Philippines and I was looking for a fundraiser. So a friend of mine, she said, why don't you sell meals? And naively, I said, <laughs> we're in Memphis. Nobody wants vegan food. Right. And she said, well. If it doesn't work, then choose another fundraiser. Okay. I said, okay. So I accepted the challenge. I made meals for my fundraiser. I raised all the money I needed for my trip. And I sent out a text message at that point because everything was text message. I didn't have a website. I didn't have, you know, text communication or anything. It was just me texting people from my phone. Okay. So I texted people and I was like, thank you so much for supporting my trip. I've raised all my funds and I kept getting messages back saying, but we still need to eat. So it was in that moment that I was like, oh, like people in Memphis really do want vegan food. They just don't know that it's available to them. They don't eat. They don't know how to prepare it. They don't know where to go. They don't know the first thing in eating vegan food. So it kind of took off from there and actually... Juneteenth of 2020, I made my business official. Okay. So we were able to just become a legal business. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I, I started the process of, you know, preparing meals for people. And at that point, it was, well, what do you want to eat? Like, what are your favorite things to eat? Let me see if I can make those vegan. So I had people that were experimenting. They were like, no, I don't quite like that. Or this is good if it had that. So I played around with some more things, figured it out. And I figured out what worked for me. And here we are. That's fantastic. Well, it's, it's grown quickly and you, you've been able to uh, establish a retail presence. Uh, in fact, now might be a good time to tell people where they could find you. Yes. So my meals are in Memphis Kitchen Co-op. It's at 7940 Fisher Steel Road in Cordova, Tennessee. There is a marketplace there where you can go in, grab your food and get on about your day. That's fantastic. Yeah, Corey was uh, just uh, Corey actually just found out about that, and uh, I'm I'm not quite sure that I can. Uh, he's going to make it before lunchtime before he can head over there because it, it's six minutes away for us and the uh, easy way to get a, a wide variety of meals. Grab and go couldn't be easier uh, to go pick up meals from this place and and such a such a wide variety from Memphis based businesses. If you want to support local business, this is a great way to do it. Yes, absolutely. Um, for other people that are interested, you know, you can always go to my website, www.dontmakemevegan.com. You can order meals from there as well and have them delivered to you. Or you can also pick those up at Memphis Kitchen Co-op as well. Fantastic. Well, where did the name come from? <laughs> the name actually came from the purpose behind the business. So my intent is not to make people vegan, it's just to open the door, <coughs> excuse me, just to open the door to other possibilities of ways to eat. So it was a lot of people that don't quite understand what it means to be vegan, a lot of people that know a little bit about it, but don't know where to start. So I know vegan- My, my hand is raised on that time. <laughs> so vegans get a bad rep because you have those vegans that are so, passionate we'll say sure and you kind of turn people away yeah and i don't necessarily want to turn people away so my intent is not to make you vegan it's simply to let you know that if you're struggling with various illnesses mm -hmm. veganism could be something that would work for you or if you just want to substitute one meal a day there are also benefits there as well I've meal prepped for people who said I've helped them lower their A1C levels. I've meal prepped for people who have increased energy, who've decreased the amount of blood pressure meds that they were taking uh, consistently. So it just kind of depends. So you don't have to always depend on medicine because food is healing. Absolutely. So that's kind of where the name came from. I don't want to make you vegan. I just want to let you know that vegan food tastes good. Hi, this is John, and you're listening to The Profit Link Up. Be sure to check out great businesses like Don't Make Me Vegan on the reg right here. And do check us out for the ultimate small business support in Memphis at theprofitlink.com. That's theprofitlink.com. We are small businesses linked to big profits. So you've, you've talked about uh, some of the great benefits, and in fact, uh, and and how you how you came about the name and and what that was derived from, and and it makes a lot of sense. I mean, there's 
I would have bought into that too. I would have said, don't make me vegan. And yet the more the more I have discussions with people both in my office and with folks like you uh, that, that talk about the health benefits, I've got to be honest, my, my interest is peaked. Uh, I don't know that I could make a 100% switch all of a sudden. And yet I love your approach that it doesn't need to be all or nothing right out of the gate. It's something that if you feel that way, ultimately, certainly that's that's an option for you, but it doesn't have to be the only way. It, it doesn't have to be either or necessarily. You, there, you can find a happy medium and see a lot of the ancillary benefits still. Right. And that's what I want people to grasp. You don't, because when you, when you tell people, oh, well, you can't have this, 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 and this, and this, they're like, wait, I can't have that? Well, I don't want to do this thing. But when you tell them what they can have, it's kind of a mental shift. So I also work with people who are interested in transitioning or who just want to see some health benefits or some health changes. So I do work with those people and I help them transition if that's something that they're wanting to do just by showing them the foods that they already eat that are vegan, that they don't know are vegan and how to add to that and build some of their favorite foods or just remake some of their favorite foods into plant-based meals. But it's so much of a mindset, too. I, I read a study the other day that talked about uh, people that end up being able to change their their habits, actually change the way they talk to themselves. And a big difference is in saying, I can't versus I don't. The people that say I don't, when they, when they did these experiments, the people that said I don't do this because it's a choice, I don't, I don't do dairy or something like that stuck with it much better than I can't. When we look at it as a negative, something that's being taken away, it, it's much harder to stick to. But when we look at it as a positive and it's part of who we are, I don't do this or I don't, I I only uh, I only eat vegetarian or, or vegan meals for lunch, let's say. Sure. My lunches yeah. are all this way. I choose that. It's something, it's part of who I am versus something that's being foisted upon me, which is why I think most diets and those sort of things don't work. Mm-hmm. I've actually, I've actually fallen into that same spectrum as well. I know that um, it's kind of like I tell like I tell my parents. So right now, my dad can't eat beef anymore. He really? has to, he actually has to cut out. He's been eating beef entire life. Can't eat it anymore. So okay. now he has to eat you know plant based things like like Impossible Meat or something like that. Right. Okay. And. It's kind of like I tell everybody. Or things you know, from uh, Don't Make Me Vegan. Yeah, or Don't Make Me Vegan, which I'm definitely going to put them on. I can't yes. wait for that. So, you know, it's like I tell everybody, you know, you're, you're, we're omnivores. We can eat meat and we can eat, you know, plants. But if you, you know, shift yourself into eating more plants than meat, you're going to notice a difference. It's okay. You can still eat meat if you so choose to. That's perfectly fine. I'm not trying to, you know, change your mind and stop you from eating meat. But you'll start shifting it yourself. Once you start noticing the benefits of focusing more so on the plant side than on the meat side. Yes. And your taste buds change, too. Yes. So I visited a local restaurant and I ordered the Beyond Burger that was on the menu. Mm -hmm. And some kind of way that got lost in translation from Mm -hmm. what I ordered and what was in my bag. So I pick up the burger and I bite into it and I immediately spit it out because I was like, whoa, really? that's not a Beyond Burger. <clears throat> and I ate beef my like until my transition. I literally ate beef and it, hamburgers yes. were my thing. But that was probably the most disgusting thing that I had ever tasted in my really? life. Absolutely. So it was funny how, you know, taste buds shift in that process. So sometimes the more you introduce it, the more you want it, yes, the more sure. your body wants it and it doesn't taste good to you anymore. 
Same thing happened to me. So my dad made a couple of patties for him, one Beyond Meat, one Impossible Meat, and then he made some burgers for himself and my mom. And, you know, he didn't tell me which was which, and he just put them in the bags and put them in, and put them in Ziplocs and put them in the fridge. So I heated it up, and I ate one of the burgers. I ended up eating the beef one by accident, and I, you know, my stomach was hurting, but I was like, well, maybe I just didn't like the Beyond Meat. Maybe maybe that doesn't work with me. Then my dad looked at me and was like, why are you eating the regular burger? I was like, wait, that's the beef one? Oh, crap. No wonder my stomach hurt. So then I ended up eating the Beyond Meat one. I was like, oh, I can taste the difference. Oh, my God. This tastes so much better. And I was like, I don't really like this. I don't like the, the flavor. I don't like the taste. It's kind of nasty. But, I mean, Dad made it, so I'm just going to eat the whole thing. I'll stick, I'll stick it out. Yeah. Well, in thinking about how you create the flavors and create create something that that uh, becomes irresistible to your irresistible to yourself and to customers, uh, how do you come up with the recipes? And what are what are some of your personal favorites uh, to make? That's a really hard question to answer. My personal favorites, because my favorite food is whatever's on my plate at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like last night, we made. An imitation of the Mexican pizza from Taco Bell. Okay. And that was my favorite. The night before, we had curry. Well, that was my favorite. So it just really depends on <laughs> what's on my plate. <laughs> I like food. So whatever it is, I like it. Um, I come up with the recipes when I'm hungry. Okay. And I get in a creative space and I look in my refrigerator or in my pantry and I'm like, ooh, I have this, 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 and this. Hmm. I wonder how I make that. Mm. That's the same way the Mexican pizza came up. I was like, wait, I have these ingredients. So let's go for it. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I come up with it. Some of them are for the kid since he's not vegan. He, um, I have to make food interesting for him. So whatever his favorite thing is, we kind of go for that. He likes noodles. So I'll figure out how to make ramen noodles that aren't the ones that we grew up to love. Yes. <laughs> so it just really depends on where I am, what I want. And if it's a hit, if it's a hit with him, I know it'll be a hit with anybody else because he's he's very open and he will tell me you 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 give that to the people. <laughs> so you got your own you got your own focus group at home. Yes, he's like don't don't sell that to the people. That's not good. That's well, what great. what have been your best sellers? My lasagna rolls. Mm. People absolutely love jackfruit tacos. So I do a barbecue jackfruit taco that people mm. are like, wait, this doesn't taste like. Mm-hmm. it's like is this you sure this isn't chicken right. so I do those and then the curry are usually my best sellers I got a lot of feedback on a broccoli cheddar soup that I'm about to add to the menu in a couple of weeks because there were people that were like I don't eat soup and this is amazing wow. and they were even more intrigued that it didn't have any plant based cheese or anything in it but it had the taste of cheese. Very cool. Well, look, uh, we're at a great point, I think, to tell people again how they can how they can find you and where they can come across your great offerings. Okay. So the first way where you can always get to me, you can find me on my website, don'tmakemevegan.com. You can always email me, don'tmakemevegan at gmail.com. I am on Instagram and Facebook, Don't Make Me Vegan, or you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, don't make me vegan again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm officially about to be part of your focus group. 
So I'm just going to be a test taster. I got to make sure all your food is right for the <clears throat> customers out there. So, you know, just uh, I'll be emailing you and uh, you just tell me where to go and I'll uh, I'll try your food out. Make sure it's not poisonous. Uh, I'm, I'm here for you guys. I'm here to save you. Make sure you all are straight and the same. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm loving hearing about these benefits. Hope you're enjoying today's podcast. Be sure to check out this and many other great local businesses on our podcast and on our blog at theprofitlink.com. With a little help from The Profit Link, you'll see how to make your business simply smart and achieve your dreams. Welcome back to the Profit Link Up. Uh, again, we're here with Tariki Adentley from Don't Make Me Vegan, and uh, really enjoying this conversation. And, and if you've never thought about uh, never thought about uh, vegetarian and vegan options for yourself, you you ought to take a listen. Uh, you, uh, you ought to take a listen. You ought to take a stop by uh, to the address where she just told you. But uh, as we get back into things, I want to talk a little bit about how you how you turn this into a business. How do you make sure that there was enough of a market? I mean, you look at Memphis being a city sort of famous for its unhealthy eating. Um, how do how do you how do you create a culture shift and and uh, and create a niche for yourself within that within that space? I honestly just went for it. For me, my shift in thinking actually was with the mission trip fundraiser. Mm-hmm. And when I realized people wanted it, it was a it's not a them thing; it's a you thing. So I had to change my thought process and kind of just go out there and do it. I built a following on social media first and then with people that were trying my food and now cookies, they were posting and more people were reaching out. They wanted to try this food that didn't taste like it was vegan. They wanted to taste the cookies that, you know, didn't taste vegan because literally when you think about vegan food, a lot of people are like, well, it tastes like grass. And I'm like, I'm not eating grass. I don't. My grass tastes good if, if this is what it is. <laughs> this is <laughs> so this is great. <laughs> right. And that's that's kind of how it happened. And then last year with the vegan fest that Cynthia Daniels put on, I got a lot of, a lot more people who were interested because I was a vendor last year. Won't be one this year, sadly, but I that's kind of how it it started for me and I picked up momentum and it literally just went from there. That's fantastic. So how do you how do you re, how do you find that target audience uh, to reach out to? They find me. Okay. <laughs> and it's great. So I as you said it is a very passionate base. Uh, yes, and then so people tell people who tell people I've had people to reach out to me from different states really? asking for food. They were like, well, can you ship? And I'm like, I, I mean, I can figure it out. I won't be sure. able to ship when you want me to, but I can figure out how to ship meals or I can figure out how to ship cookies. So when they come to you, they taste the way that or close to how they taste when they come out of the oven. Mm-hmm. So um, I've worked here recently with Epicenter Memphis and Communities Unlimited to try to figure out the business side of things. Because at first it was just trial and error. Mm-hmm. I, you know, put money into it. That works. Okay. That didn't work. So let's try something else. Right. So I've really been changing my processes over time to accommodate the people that come to, you know, come to me, they reach out to me, they ask me questions and they're very great with sharing with other people. 
Well, what are some of the, it's, it's a challenge, I think, uh, it's, it's a challenge to be a mom in general. And I, I, I say this is with all due respect to uh, my wife and my child's, uh, my child's mother, uh, that uh, uh, as much as my workload is at the end of any day, I realize hers is, is extraordinarily, uh, extraordinarily greater. Uh, there are a lot of challenges in, in being a female entrepreneur and being a mom entrepreneur. How, does, how have you encountered some of those and, and how have you overcome them? I would say I'm grateful for the child that was gifted to me. He is very understanding. He wants to ask questions. Um, I let him know this is what this will look like. So for the next three days or four days or whatever, I won't be able to be the mom that you want. But I promise you after that. It'll be all focused on you. So sometimes he helps me come up with the ideas. He helps me with the recipes. He's very open to helping me create content for social media. So he's very supportive because in his mind, if I help mom do this, then I get this on the back end. So he has lots of goals and lots of things. And I have a really great support system. I have people that come in and say, hey, like I'll grab Josiah for you while you do this, or do you need me to help you do X, Y, and Z for you to make it happen? So I'm super grateful for one, the child that, and I say gifted, because I don't know how I got so lucky to have the kid that I have. It's a nice thing to be able to say. (laughs) (laughs) Though challenging, I'm very lucky to have him as a child, especially in this season of trying to build And I'm realizing that there are more people that actually want to see me succeed. So with those people, they are always offering resources. They're telling me how to improve processes. Other uh, women entrepreneurs locally that are here have invested in Don't Make Me Vegan, whether it be financially, whether it's how to fix processes or how they handle their processes. So I'm very lucky to know and to have the support system that I do have. It's a community. It's yes. Beautiful. Yeah, no, that, that is so important. And it's it, there's never this perfect balance. And yet the, the funny thing is, I, I find uh, for me, for a business I started a number of years ago when my son was young, um, that we had we'd moved to get the business launched and to get it rolling. There were a lot of sacrifices, a lot of sacrifices in time. And I thought, I thought this has got to be really, really hard on him. And it's funny. I look back now and I said, you know, what, what year do you have the, what, what year are your favorite memories? And he'll invariably point to the one I thought was the hardest for him. Yes. That I would have thought that I was failing as a parent uh, was actually one that he saw as his favorite. I think it's a, it's a it's a guilt we all have as parents. Are we yes. are we are we devoting too much time to work and not enough time to our child? And and can we give enough time to our child and be able to 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 make that business work? And I think I think we sometimes underestimate the resiliency of our kids yes. and probably don't include them enough. I think that's very cool that you've done that. In fact, you showed me a book that you wrote with them. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yes. So we wrote a book titled Mommy, Don't Make Me Vegan, because I hear that from him a lot. (laughs) He is not interested in being vegan, though he is interested and open to eating vegan meals. I love that. So he has a dairy allergy. So a lot of the meals that he has to eat by by chance are vegan, Mm -hmm. especially what he likes to eat. Sweets. (laughs) most of the sweets have dairy in them so we have to come up with different ways to eat some of his favorite sweets so over time we've had these conversations he'll ask me well why do you want to be vegan or 
why did you give up chicken? Or so because I don't eat dairy, is that why, you know, I don't have eczema? Is that why I don't sneeze as much? Like he'll ask all these questions. So one day we just sat down and compiled the book. We put all of those conversations into a book and we got it published (laughs) and here we are. So the book is basically just a conversation or a mix of conversations that we've had over time. It educates younger children on what it means to be vegan and what that looks like for them. That way they know that they have other options. And we just kind of went from there. It's the book is available now in Demar Books Books here in Memphis. It's on White Station and it's also available on Amazon. It's a beautiful book. It's really well illustrated, and and uh, you you did a you did a great job pulling it across. What a what a great what a great mother son thing to do together. What a great memory and 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 legacy for you to have together. Yes, yes, it's absolutely my most favorite. It's the one I'm most proud of. Oh, you I should would love to actually get a copy of that book, and I'd love to read it with my son because, you know, he asks me questions all the time about why I, you know. Why I'm a vegetarian and why isn't everybody else uh, in the family? <laughs> so I think that that would actually be really good for that conversation as well. Because I've had the conversation with well, why I changed my diet up. Um, it was my own personal medical reasons why I changed mine. And, you know, I've noticed the benefits of doing that. And I, you know, and he asked me questions like, should he be vegan? And so I'm like, well, do you want to? Yes. I mean, it's all about having that conversation. And I think, you know, you know, having a book like that will also help to illustrate to children that, you know, there are perks to being vegetarian. And if you can, if you want to, you can choose that. And if you don't, you know, it's okay. You know, it's all about allowing that choice. And the same thing with adults as well, you know, knowing that we don't just eat grass. We actually eat a lot of like really good food that, that seems like it can be full of fats. It's full of carbs. It's full of proteins. It's full of all the things that we had. Like my brother said, when I became vegetarian, like I was going to, you know, not be as buff. I was going to be weak and I was going to get a pot belly and all these other things, you know, because he had a roommate who was actually vegetarian, grew up vegetarian. No, grew up vegan. Doesn't eat, you know, any meats, anything like that. You know, he's got the pot belly and stuff like that. So he told me I was going to get fat. I was going to do this at a third. But that's not true because my body is my is my body. So it's different from his. So it'll right. absorb things differently. It'll take things differently. And it'll, you know, all I've all I've done is just lose weight. That's it. But it's it's I'm more fit, you know. I think it has, I think I think it has to do with <clears throat> excuse me the support and choices and so you talked a little bit about having a support network mm-hmm. and you know we see the choices it, it seems to me that uh, perhaps where you are right now the uh, in the commissary kitchen uh, is giving you the best of both you've got yes. choices in terms of of what you can choose to make choices of how you can get your meals distributed to the public right. uh, choices of uh, and a support network of people around that can give you advice that are going through some of the same things you are. Can you tell me a little bit about, you know, some people may not be familiar with the concept of a commissary kitchen at all. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about a commissary kitchen and, and how that uh, is, has played into your business development? Yeah. So first, um, I will say I am very big on choices. Um, I, I like for people to have options. I like to have options. So the kitchen plays into that very well. And I remember before they even opened the kitchen fully, the owners were so welcoming and they were so open to supporting me and my entrepreneurial efforts. 
they gave me ideas, they gave me options, and they really just wanted to see me win. Mm. And that was really important to me. So when they walked through the concept of the kitchen and, you know, what that looked like, I thought it was really cool. So you walk in and you have like this refrigerator space and you have keto meals, you have meals that are more focused on like nutritional value because they do of course they cook meat and they have you know their own meal prep service in that building as well so you have their foods and you have keto you have gluten-free then you have vegan meals vegetarian so you have all of these options so wherever you are on your wellness journey there is something in there for you and it's really cool to be in there with other businesses and to see what they're making and to, you know, just hear their stories and how they got to where they are, they are and how they're succeeding and progressing in this kitchen space as well. It's just really a family and a community. And it's really dope to have <laughs> so many um, people. So like it's for everybody. So if you have vegans in your family, you can definitely go there. You get vegan meals and then you can get what you want or like you you know, told me earlier, you tried out vegan meals for your family. You just kind of said, hey, this is what we're eating. And then after the fact, you talked about it. Yeah. So it's just really a space for every individual, wherever you are in your wellness journey. If you're counting macros, there are companies in there that have already done the nutritional work for you. So it's there. You know, it's amazing. It, it runs like the gamut. It, it's got meals that are centered to people with who are diabetic, and of course, your meals uh, yes. certainly uh, help those. You said uh, uh, along that along that spectrum as well. But it, you're not locked into one specific meal. You could, and some people come yes. in and choose and say, "Hey, I want. I love these. Don't make me vegan meals, and I'd like I'd like to pick up a week's worth of those, or I'm gonna pick up my lunches every day of that. Or you might say, I'm gonna pick up." Um, three out of the five lunches that way. And maybe I'm going to have, I could even have spaghetti and, and meatballs. If that was, if that was where my dietary choices uh, were, I can have that entire thing or my child prefers that I can have these meals and I can get that for my child and their individual servings that, that people can get. So it's, it's, it's very easy to have different people in a family and in a household that have different tastes and you can accommodate them all in one place. And there are also sweet treats in there. Club. Don't make me don't make me vegan cookies are in there as well. Shameless plug. I am so excited. You 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 brought a couple in, and I'm so excited to to, to try those and report back to everybody because uh, I <laughs> I got a strong suspicion they're going to be delicious if they're if they're anything like they look. I know my son will love them for sure. He um, it's so funny. I've noticed that he asked me whenever I let him try some vegan food or something like that, and you know, he'll come back a couple days later, ask me about it, and like. Do you have any more? And I'm like, oh, my God, I converted the boy. <laughs> and it's it's fun. I made some nuggets. And my nephew, oh, who nice. doesn't eat anything, literally doesn't eat anything. Anytime he comes to my house, I make sure I have a baguette because he loves bread mm-hmm. and fruit because that's what he'll eat. And mm-hmm. there was one time where he was like, OK, I'm going to eat cereal. Do you have some milk? I'm like, I have almond milk. He's like, hmm, that works. So I made nuggets for them. And he was like, do you have any more? And I was like, wait, you're asking for seconds? You never ask wow. for seconds. So The ultimate compliment to the show? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when you make food and you make it good, they ask for seconds, you know it's right. Yes. Well, when you got when you got a growing fan base as you do, uh, what are your plans for the future? Do you have any plans for expansion? 
Yes. So I've been talking to local businesses about getting cookies in the store because when people want cookies from me, they want them right now. And I just can't produce them fast enough since it's just me. I can't produce them fast enough to satisfy their taste buds. And if they're anything like me, when you want something sweet, you want it now. You don't want to wait for them. So I am working with local businesses to get cookies in their store. And if there are any local businesses who would like vegan cookies in your store, just let me know. So that's the big thing. And then I have been working with people who are interested in transitioning or just making a lifestyle switch. So I've been coaching people one on one with that and providing more information. So that's what we're working on right now. And of course, book sales. Okay, fantastic. Well, you've got uh, you got quite a gamut of things to be able to cover. At what point do you start to bring on some help and and have some uh well, <laughs> I have an extra set of hands or two with the way the you know market is right now. Um, I would want to make sure that I can pay somebody what they're worth sure. and not just what works for me. Sure. So I don't mind putting in the work right now to build up enough funds to be able to pay somebody what they're worth and not just that's, what I think. That's smart. Those, those decisions are never flippant decisions uh, yes. uh, that uh, uh, what it's going to take, how it fits in budgetarily. It's easy to say, okay, it would be helpful to have this, but is it right for, is it, as you talked about before, creating win-wins, is, or yes. can I create win-wins and create opportunities for other people that there's, there's room for them to grow and, and that sort of thing too, that it's got to be, if it's not a victory for them, it's not a victory for anybody. Right. And since I'm doing this full time now, I have to make sure because my biggest focus is my son. So I won't ever put myself in a situation that's detrimental to him. Mm -hmm. So if I have to put in the work right now in order to make sure that he doesn't miss a beat, then I'm willing to do that. So that's just everything I do has him in mind. Very cool. Well, uh, we usually like to kind of wrap up with uh, with asking somebody about uh, what makes them uniquely Memphis. What what makes Don't Make Me Vegan uniquely Memphis? I think what makes Don't Make Me Vegan uniquely Memphis is the fact that I incorporate our culture in everything that I do. So I'm not trying to offer foods that has 50 million ingredients And I try to stick to the things that we like here already. Hmm. So people know that you don't have to give up your favorite foods just to be vegan. So you can still have barbecue. You can still have honey gold sauce. (laughs) You can still have all of those things. Again, to say, don't make me vegan. You're you're making me about to have to jump jump the chasm here. Come on. I'm with us. So, yeah, that's the, I think that's just what it is. So I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel here. I'm just trying to let you know that, you know, if you want your fish and spaghetti, you can do fish and spaghetti. It might not necessarily be the fish that you're used to eating, mm-hmm. but it'll definitely be the flavor that you're used to. You still do wings. Yes. It's going to be a mushroom. 
<laughs> well, that's fantastic. Well, we want to thank, thank our guest, Tariki Adetley of Don't Make Me Vegan, the LLC. If you're vegan or interested in converting to a vegan lifestyle, just want to give it a give it a shot to just try some new delicious food that you haven't had a chance to delight your taste buds with before, check them out. Uh, you can text DMMV to 877-755-1452. Well, thanks so much for listening to The Profit Link Up. Tune in for more local business spotlights and stories of businesses that are uniquely Memphis, just like Don't Make Me Vegan. Thank you.